Welcome, everybody, back to the Stardust Press Podcast. As always, it's your boy, Xavier and Beth, and we're here to talk about the Olympics. Uh, nah, actually <laughs> not. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> you know what? I didn't even bat an eye at you saying that. I was just like, yeah, the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, your Olympics pill. Let's go. Next week, we actually might talk about the Olympics. Uh, but no, uh, this week, uh, a fairly big show. We have uh, Dragon Gate. They held a Kobe Pro Wrestling Festival which I thought it was two days of it, but they just, it was like, yeah, well, first day's Kobe Pro Wrestling Festival and the second day's Beast Star Final, so deal with it. I was like, oh, sweet, okay. Uh, I'll probably later. I mean, it was pop- in the same venue, so I don't know why they changed just, the name. Yeah. But... Well, I mean, I understand. Well, I mean, I know I'll, why, but... Yeah, okay. I'll probably just put Speed Star Final for when I upload just because it's less typing I gotta do, and then you know, I'll probably get more clicks. They're like, what the fuck is the Kobe Pro Wrestling Festival? Uh, but uh, I'll be reviewing that. Really good show. Uh, honestly, I enjoyed pretty much most of what we watched. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed most of what we watched this week. Only had problems with like the results and stuff. But uh, then we're gonna check out the uh, Noah title matches from the uh, crossover in Hiroshima show, and then we're also gonna talk about the. Uh, in one victory, they announced the blocks. I have to voice my displeasures first, and then I'll get into what I'm happy about. Uh, and then we'll close it out like we have been doing with the Tokyo Princess Cup. Uh, absolutely crazy that we've kept up, like, this whole tournament. <laughs> <laughs> I figured we'd, like, just watch the first two days and we'll just forget about it. <laughs> it's like, I mean, to be fair, it's, a, it's a been a good tournament so far. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not like... Yeah. Um, five star uh well i well, they watched... do like 300 shows in a day but yeah i only watched mayu versus momo <laughs> I, you know personally don't care about i mean i also watched koguma win because yeah koguma base god but other than that i don't really care <laughs> high speed bear <laughs> yeah bro if they don't have a koguma versus like momo finals are they in the same block I don't know these. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. If they're not in the same block, make them be the finals. If they are in the same block, move one to the other block so they are the finals. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, what I've seen of Five Star, I know we're not going to talk about it in depth. It's mm-hmm. been like pretty good. I mean, especially Shuri dropping Mike on the fucking head. But Oh, yeah. I enjoyed the gifts, but I know if I actually watched the matches, I wouldn't like it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's going to be one of them ones where I skip around again, which I usually do with Five Star, but... Well, I mean, I like Momo versus Mayu, but just listen to that sentence. <laughs> like, dude, Momo does the Tetsuya Endo Animals Crossing New Horizon move where she just drops you on your head. So, that rules. Uh, <laughs> plus, I mean, there's like a million other podcasts covering Five Star. What do y'all need us? <laughs> We don't even watch yeah, Tardom. You, you don't need us who like don't listen to Stardom, don't care about it. Given it our would, opinion. We only care about Stardom pre Bushi Road. Alright? <laughs> That's our thing. If you want if you want to talk about that, you can come to this podcast. But everywhere else they'll help you out. I'm sure they're doing in depth. I know Alex and Dylan are probably I hats off to them because they're probably gonna be worked to death with not only this tournament, but stardom adding title matches in the middle of it just cause. Uh, yeah, their their podcast is gonna end up being about three hours long. Yeah, or it's just gonna be them complaining about why there's so many shows. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, uh, so I guess we'll get into the first day of uh, Kobe Pro Wrestling Festival. I know most of this from memory, so I, I'm try to roll with it. Um, probably won't go in order, but whatever. Uh, we have to open the Triangle Gate Championships. We have the champions representing Masquerade, uh, Jason Lee, uh, Dragon Daya, and La Estrella versus Diamante, SP Kento, and Daya Inferno of R.E.D. You know what? Pleasantly surprised by this match. I, okay. I like everybody in this match, but I wasn't necessarily excited going into it. But you know what? Turned out to be a really good match. And it was like eight minutes, so sweet. Yeah, this was like great to watch because it just went so fast. Uh, I think you can agree with me because, I mean, we reviewed all the major Dragon Gate shows. They have been, with their big shows, they've needed one of them to just hit. Like, with all their big shows, something has happened to prevent it from actually being like, super good i think these two days they were able to hit on all cylinders and it just made for two great shows back to back which they needed yeah i mean especially because like people have been getting injured and yeah just not like hitting it perfectly but i feel like both of these days like were a smash hit personally yeah uh and it's you know it's just a matter of a lot of things changed. A lot of people got hurt. They just had to find the groove, and they hit a perfect here. Uh, with this title match specifically, it was your standard Dragon Gate tag match where everything's 100 miles per hour, lucha rules, no tags. Uh, but I kind of assumed that uh, Masquerade would retain here because Daya Inferno literally just exists to lose to Dragon Daya. So, <laughs> uh, of course, he got pinned. Uh Lots of fun stuff with Diamante and La Australia. Uh, Diamante made La Australia look like the best worker in this company in this match because <laughs> uh, he's so big and he's a lucha guy. So, uh, as uh, we talked about before on this podcast, Australia, not the safest worker in the world, uh, still a little bit botchy at times, but uh, I saw people freaking out all over the gifts of him on Twitter, and I was like, okay, good. They they've tuned into a good match uh, <laughs> of his. But yeah, I assume this team was going to lose uh, for R.E.D. But, you know, uh, based on night two, it set up bigger things for them. Uh, I know we want to talk about uh, the undercard tag for uh, Diamante, so we'll just go ahead and hit that. It seems like they're going back into the program with him and Ultimo Dragon. Uh, if they do mask versus mask, Ultimo will probably lose. Ultimo fucking loves Diamante, so... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's his boy. Like, even with visa problems in Japan right now, I guarantee you he could get Diamante a visa. Um, then we got into the this match. I wasn't crazy about. I texted you. I was not a fan. Uh, Open the Brave Gate Championship match. Uh, champion Keisuke Okuda versus Genki Horiguchi. Uh, just thought it was fine. I uh, I don't think it was Horiguchi's fault necessarily. Okuda's uh how do I say this nicely I don't want to say he's not good because we've seen good Okuda matches when we've reviewed him mainly with UT um it's just that he doesn't necessarily work as a face because he's not a strong worker he doesn't have a lot of offense other than his MMA based stuff that's probably more suited for being a heel Plus, he just looks evil. Uh, yeah, see, he's just 
got dickhead energy. I don't know how they decided that him being a face was the right move. Uh, I just wasn't too crazy about the match. Uh, but Horiguchi won. I was happy about that. Uh, I was kind of he, surprised by the result, honestly. Bro, but hey, man, Horiguchi's <laughs> a booker, man. I don't know what you're talking about. This man said, all right, I got to go over here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but uh, Horiguchi got his fourth uh, Open the Brave Gate championship win. This was nice. Uh, he was crying as he was leaving. Me and my friend Zachy were talking uh, the day of uh, day two. Uh, it's almost like 100% clear that Horiguchi will be the next uh, guy to retire. Uh, he's already on a relaxed schedule, slowed down, and him crying when he won the title, it was just almost like, yo, this is... And base, and also what happens on night two, what we'll talk about. It just seems like, yeah, this is this is it. Uh, this is the final run. Uh, so I fully expect him to be uh, the next one to call the quits. I don't know if it'll be soon. He could always do just undercard tags and just chill, but I expect he's the next one. Uh, then we get to the Open the Twin Gate Championship match. I love this match. Uh, champions Kaito Ishida and Kazuma Sakamoto a.k.a. the Hentai Boys. Uh, they took on the challenger team from Natural Vibes of Susumi Yokosuka and uh, King Shimizu, the King of Kings. Dog, this is ruled. Uh, I think I like this one more than the Day 2, even though I really like the Day 2 Twin Gate match. I think I like this one more. <laughs> uh, you know what? I can agree with you, though, because I thought this one was the better like title match. I thought it clashed. I thought they clashed better. It's crazy because Dragon Kid and Susumu are rivals and they have great chemistry, but I think as a tag match as a whole and not like two separate singles matches in one match, as a pure tag match, I thought this one just flowed better. Mm. Uh, I really like the uh, tag team finisher for Kazma and Kaito where uh, Kaito locks in the ankle lock. And uh, Kazma degrades you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you like that ankle lock, huh? (laughs) Uh, You know, I was kind of shocked about the result. Um, I because we just reviewed Dead or Alive and like Kaito Kazma like just won the belts. So I was shocked that they just dropped them in their first defense, but uh, makes sense uh, because uh, I guess we'll talk about it after. Casmo uh, is doing his freelance stuff still, uh, but I'm not complaining because I thought that Susumu and Shimizu, for like, well, they teamed up in like multi-man tags, but for these two nights being their first two outings as a actual tag team, I thought they worked tremendously together. I thought Shimizu perfect fit for Natural Vibes. I was kind of curious at first because I wanted Kevin to where to be in there, but. I take back everything I said. Thanks, Shimizu is a great fit. Yeah, I mean, mine is like his Rikishi gear, but no, his Rikishi gear rules. Shut up, <laughs> shut up, <laughs> shut up right now. <laughs> um, but of course, we got new champions. Uh, Shimizu wins with the King Press, uh, which is nice. Uh, that makes Shimizu a five-time champion of uh, for Twin V8, and that uh, makes Susumu a seven-time champion, I believe. Uh, hopefully they they'll get a long run, which I mean, doubt it. But you know, I'm gonna be hopeful. Probably not. But... They'll probably drop it like next defense, but whatever. <laughs> um, 
then we get to the uh, main event. This is where all my problems lie. Okay. This is where the majority of my problems for this two-day event lie. <laughs> main event. Open the Dreamgate Championship. Champion Shun Skywalker defending against Casey, who has a live performance, new gear, new hair, got monkey flipped on concrete and fucking lost. What are you? Are you serious? <laughs> are you serious right now? They really went like all out just for them to be like, yeah, Casey and not winning. Okay. Before we get deeper into the Casey talk, because that's something we can kind of ping pong a little bit. Match was good. Match was really good, actually. I liked this Dreamgate match more than the second night because I thought Casey tried to kill himself in this match. Casey <laughs> uh, comes off multiple times in this match. Oh, yes, he did. Uh, <laughs> uh, the CDJ counter, I think it was Shun went for the uh, SSW and like Casey just flipped over and spiked him on his head with the uh, CDJ, which is this Canadian destroyer. That looked nasty. Uh, okay, if you're not PD Williams, and your name's not Bushi or KZ, don't do the Canadian Destroyer. Okay, don't. Uh, but, like I said, it was a great match, and the like finishing stretch was hot. Like I didn't know what was going to happen. Like My heart was popping out of my body. I was like, oh my god. Because <laughs> I was watching live, so I didn't know what happened. Uh, I had woke up specifically during this match. I had fell asleep during the undercard and woke up for this match, and I was like, okay. And I was just like, as soon as the three count happened, I just like shut the show off and went to bed. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't. Um, it's it did more damage to KZ than it did good. I did listen to a podcast with the uh, Dragon Gates English commentator Jay, where he felt like KZ hadn't been on a journey enough, and that could make sense. But the thing is with KZ is they blew the big King of Gates tournament win for this so what is he really chasing because he has no blood rivals like uh through world one through real hazard at the end of that through blood warriors deep drunkers mad blanky uh dire hearts tribe vanguard and dragon gate generation natural vibes he has had no blood rivals he had like tanazaki early on in his career for like just the lead up to kobe world like, his best chance at a rival was Tozawa, but they kept them apart too long and Tozawa left. Uh, that's what separates Casey from, like, your standard main eventer, like, say, a BB Hulk, or because Hulk had Shingo, or a Naruki Doi, because Doi had a Yoshino. It just, it's harder for him to come back from this because he was probably at his hottest, like, like, literally, I don't think I saw one person in the lead-up who wanted him not to win. Uh, because, like, this run he's been on has just been crazy. Uh, and the fact he didn't win, I don't know how that'll help his future. I'm sure he'll eventually win the belt, but I don't. it won't have the same magic that it would have if he had won here or if they simply just didn't have him win King of Gate and blow that victory and just put it off to another year or something. Uh, So that was my biggest issue with this whole thing because literally have no idea how he comes back from that unless they just decide to find him a rival. I mean, I see that. And it's like, as well, where's he meant to go from here? Mm Mm-hmm. 
because like there's there's nothing. Because he's above the Brave Gate Championship, he could challenge for the Brave Gate Championship, but he's at a level where he's above it. He's already held the Triangle Gate belts. Uh, two natural vibes members are Twin Gate. What can he do? He just lost his Dream Gate shot. What could he do? I mean, even if he he won it and then lost it in the next night, that would have at least been somewhat more than what he's yeah. doing now. If he had lost it the next night, it would have at least given him that, okay, I have to get past this next obstacle. Because he's already beaten Shun. He hasn't beaten Yamato. So they could have at least used that as a way to build to a big blow-off with KZ and Yamato at Final Gate later this year with KZ finally overcoming the odds and getting a proper run heading to the new year. This it just seems like... Okay, he lost to somebody he's already beaten before, so what's the point? What's he going to do now? So I guess we'll just wait to see what will happen with that, but it's just it's just a weird case of... I, don't criticize Dragon Gate's booking a lot, but this is definitely... If if New Japan didn't make Osprey world champion, this would probably be my dumbest booking decision of the year. <laughs> uh, or put Chase Owens in G1 eventually. Uh, this would be my dumbest booking decision of the year. Uh, but we're on to day two. Uh, Speed Star Final retirement for Masato Yoshino. Uh, we started off the championship matches, I believe, with the Brave Gate Championship match. It was a uh, Genki Horiguchi versus Kagatora. This one, another good one. Um, this just validates my opinion on Okuda because Kagatora and Genki had a good one here. Um, yeah, this was like way better than the match on night one. It was like. It was either 10 minutes or it was under 10 minutes, and they packed in a lot. Like, the ending, I didn't know who was going to win. <laughs> they, like, pulled out every move. Like, Genki went for the beach break. Didn't happen. Like, Kagatora literally hit all of his finishers and then pulled out a Sky Twister press that he's never done before. Uh, <laughs> and he, like, busted Genki's knees with it, so that rules. Uh, yeah, I could tell he'd, he'd never done it before. So I was like... Where are you going? <laughs> he went for broke for Yoshi, and he was like, all right, I'm going to go crazy for this one. Uh, but I said this. I was in a watch party uh, with a few Dragon Gate friends. I, nobody would leave me when I said this, and they should have. I feel I feel wronged. I said, I said in the chat, I was like, hey, if there's any title that's going to go zero defenses, it's this one. And I was right. <laughs> Kagatora won the belt. I was like, bro, I'm trying to tell y'all. This, this is the belt gone zero defenses. I'm telling you, because uh, I mean, Genki doesn't get hurt if he loses here. <laughs> Everybody else, if they lose their belt, they they will be impacted in some way heading to the future. Not Genki, he'd be alright. <laughs> uh, I mean, that that's true because like, who else could get away with like a one day title reign with zero defenses? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the Twin Gate team would be hurt tremendously because they're the second. And third, I guess, I don't know. I would still count UT as second in command. Uh, they're, like, right behind KZ or right there up there with them. So they would be hurt tremendously. Um, but with that being said, I'm glad Kagator is a breakgate champion. He really needed something, especially when he went through that phase of where he was just dressing up. When he was trying out for new units, he was just the most entertaining part of the product. Uh, and also, he's, like, the most reliable worker they have probably 
so his his first defense is already set up in the backstage comments. Uh, won't be shown anywhere. It'll just be for the Nagoya crowd because uh, SB Kento challenged him. It was like, hey, I want, you, but I want to do it at my homecoming show. That's not gonna be on Dragon Gate Network. I said, all right, sweet. <laughs> um, hard to imagine that Kakatora loses there, but he could. Uh, probably the perfect first defense because my biggest knack with SB Kento is his ring work needs a little bit of work, but he's also like a year in. Um, and Kakatora, he's basically Bret Hart or Xbox. If you have a bad match with him, I don't think there's any hope for you. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> So it'll be fun to see how this Brave Gate reign goes because it seems like they're starting to actually care about the boat again. Uh, so let's see. Uh, then we had the uh, Triangle Gate match. We had Champions Masquerade defending once again against Agon Isu, uh, Toro Washi, Sujikondo, and Brother Yashi. Do you know the story of Agon Isu? Uh, no. Okay, so they're all... They're all Torimon graduates. They were all before Torimon is the predecessor to Dragon Gate. It was a uh, Ultimo Dragon company in Mexico. I think it still exists. Uh, but there was a split, and Dragon Gate got formed. Aganisu was basically the first true villains of Dragon Gate. Uh, oh, uh, Yashi and Kondo split from the Italian connection and formed up with Owashi, and then Sukawara turned on Anthony W. Mori. Uh, they were just a big hill unit, but they all got fired at the end of 2004, I want to believe, uh, for drunken behavior at a sponsored dinner and uh, disorderly conduct, basically telling Ultimo, hey, fuck you, dad. <laughs> uh, then steadily as a ownership change, well, Yashi came in during old owner- ownership. Uh, his bridge was mended early on. Uh, and then everybody else kind of followed whenever new uh, ownership came in, and Masato Yoshino was more hands-on behind the scenes with uh, the new president. Uh, they were a big part for allowing Shingo to go freelance and eventually go to New Japan and all that because he had asked before, but they wouldn't allow him. Um, and basically, they were just brought back as you know, mending the bridges of all the wrongdoings of Dragon Gate, Toy Minor, whatever you want to call it. But basically, that's why they're so infamous is because they were the first great hill stable that didn't really get to have a proper run because it's like as soon as they got started, they were gone. Uh, and also, Masato Yoshino's uh, first opponent was Toro Washi, so he was definitely going to be on the show. Uh, and funny thing is, I was listening to the podcast with Jay, is when they announced this title match, Kondo wasn't cleared. <laughs> Uh, they were just hoping that he would be cleared by Kobe World, and he got cleared, so it's I mean, crazy. Thank God he was cleared. Yeah, that'd have been funny. Like, yeah, so by the way, <laughs> ain't clear. Um, well, he was on the match at night one, so they at least would have had like one day to prepare. Um, but yeah, that's why they're so infamous. Uh, and I love the Strangle Gate defense. I liked it more than Night One because of this Shuji Kondo bullying short people. <laughs> I love Shuji Kondo. I'm so glad he's back. I can't wait for him to bully some more short people. Let him get in the ring with Funky Jackie Kame. Let him do his thing. <laughs> Pick him up by the overalls and toss him out of the ring. Uh, you know, I thought the belts would get swapped here because in my mind I was like okay so this night's just going to end with Masato Yoshino's friends just all being champions sweet 
No, I was wrong. Masquerade wins, and Kondo got pinned. What? I was so confused. I was like, what? You couldn't pin Diashi or Awashi? What? That'd have been Kondo? Uh, but, you know, it's whatever. It was a nice defense. It's hard to see who's next for this Triangle Gate team. Uh, maybe Ben K, Okuda, and Dragon Kid have a crack at them. Who knows? Uh Although I'd rather Okuda learn how to wrestle. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's fine. Uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely winning the Triangle Gate title now. No, it's fine. I mean, at least he'll have Ben and Dragon Kid to carry most of the lo- workload so he could just come into his knee strikes and call it a day. Uh, then we got to the Twin Gate match. Uh, high end with the worst entrance music I've ever heard in my life. I hate this song so much. Uh <laughs> Ben K and Dragon Kid challenging new champions King Shimizu and Susumi Okoska. Uh <laughs> Natural vibes are just like so positive. Like Casey's back is like non-existent. He's out here happy, singing, and then Genki just lost his titles out here dancing. I'm like, bro, what is wrong with y'all? <laughs> I'm like, what is wrong with y'all? That's why they're called natural vibes. It's like whatever. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> um but yeah, another good, another good twin game match. Like I said, I've heard the one on night one, but I didn't think this one was bad by any means. Uh, of course, Ben K and King Shimizu got to do big boy things. Former Twin Gate Championship team. We actually reviewed a show with them winning the first Twin Gate together. Uh, then of course, Susumu and Dragon Kid rivals for practically ever. Uh, I love the pop up uh, Jumbo Nokachi that. Shimizu and Susumu do. This is like, all right, I'm tossing you in the air, and then it's like, all right, as soon as you land on your feet, you're going to get lariated. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Uh, I knew that High End wasn't winning as soon as Shimizu and Susumu won on night one, but I tried I tried to, to spin belief a little bit, but I knew what the finish was going to be. I think I said it. I don't know if it was to you or somebody else. I was like, bro, the finish is going to be Susumu's going to hit this world liner. And sure enough, Susumu done the world liner, and they won. Uh, so, like I said, I'm hoping this team gets a long run because I don't really see any tag team that can beat them. <laughs> to be honest, I just don't. Looking up up and down the roster, I don't. Uh, then we get to the Open the Dreamgate Championship match uh, with champion Shin Skywalker Walker versus Yamato. Listen, as much as I don't care about this match... I thought it was a good match. <laughs> uh, I mean, I didn't think it was as good as um, the one from like the night before. I didn't it, either, it but I thought really it was watchable. good. Yeah, I thought it was good. Like they didn't even do any rest holds; they just went straight at it. <laughs> it was eighteen <laughs> minutes of them just trying to kill each other. Dude, Shun Skywalker just buried Yamato's finish. He kicked out at one, and he kicked out again when he did it again. <laughs> I love it here. This is great. I don't know how anybody can lose to that move ever again. <laughs> uh, but there was a point I thought, well, I didn't think she was going to retain, but they were able to give the illusion that he might retain. Uh, but of course, we knew Yamato was winning here. He won. He breaks the record uh, that he was tied for with Masato Yoshino and I think Masaki Mochizuki as well. They were all tied at four reigns as Dreamgate champion. Uh, but now Yamato's the sole holder of the record because he's now a five-time champion. Because, yeah, of course he is, because this is what we needed. 
I I mean, I hope it's worth it. <laughs> I it won't be. Yeah. Unless Listen. Casey beats him like eventually, but I don't I'm not looking for this ring. I don't care about this Dream Gate belt right now, I'm be honest. <laughs> every other title every other title scene is just so much more interesting than this. <laughs> I don't know how to put it. Uh so hopefully they can make chicken salad out of chicken shit here with this ring and it'll be worth time worth my time, I guess. Then we get to the main event. Uh Masato Yoshino's retirement match, his longtime tag partner, Indo Yoshi, Speed Muscle, as they're known. Uh, Naruki Doi, Masato Yoshino versus Ida and BB Hulk. Uh, BB Hulk was in World 1 with uh, Doi and Yoshino. Uh, and Yoshino was a part of Ida's first match back from Mexico, along with UT as well. Uh, so this was nice. Uh, it was funny. Uh, Naruki Doi said in the press conference that he was going to, since it was Yoshino's last time in the ring, he was going to try his best to keep him in the ring as long as he could, maybe even get a draw out of it. He was like, anytime Yoshino goes for a pin, I'm going to break it up. <laughs> like, sweet. <laughs> That's sweet. Uh, but, of course, this match went over 30. But, I mean, this one had reason to be going over 30 because they were just like, okay, Yoshino, have all the time you need to get all this out because this is it. This is it. Uh, and you know what? I expected it just to be, you know, greatest hits, whatever, but they actually were able to tell the story uh, within the match. Uh, not only callbacks to, you know, Doi constantly betraying Yoshino, but uh, as the match continued on and Yoshino hit more of his signature offense, his, like, body just started to fail him. And by the end of the match, it was just like he couldn't fight back anymore. Uh, and of course, he lost his retirement match, so Ida was going to pin him. Uh, but you know, overall, it was probably the best way to go out. Nice send off. Uh, they had video package, bunch of people on there. Person who played guitar on Yoshino's entrance uh, music had uh, Alex Shelley, Flamita, Shingo was there. He said, "I'll come back to Dragon Gate whenever Punch is retired. I'll be his retirement opponent." I said, all right, Shingo, thank you. Uh, so Zawa posted on uh, Twitter. He was like, I wanted to watch live, but I overslept. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a, it's going to be a weird feeling within Dragon Gate watching it without Masato Yoshino. Uh, even if people haven't watched Dragon Gate, they've seen some gif of Masato Yoshino. Uh yeah, like, I wasn't I wasn't too familiar with his work in Dragon Gate, but I remember I think he was in like Impact like yeah. back in the day. So Yeah, he was in Impact. It was like him and Doi versus Motorcade Machine Guns and like on like a Thursday Impact episode. Uh but yeah, they've seen him. He's Yoshino's part of my favorite Triangle Gate match ever with him, Jason Lee and Doi versus Susumu, Genki and Casey. Uh, so it's weird to see him, like, everybody broke down. We gotta talk about your favorite part of both of these nights. Casey crying two nights in a row. Talk that about was it. not my favorite part of anything. <laughs> this, is, this is your favorite part of both nights. Man cried twice in a row. I can't believe uh, they did that. They did yeah. that to Casey. Um, this is why I don't like Dragon Gate. <laughs> they just, they make Casey cry, like, all the time, and I'm sick of it. Uh, but yeah, second night, everybody was crying. Kondo, Kid, everybody. Everybody was like, you know what? They they all took the picture and then everybody fucking busted out crying. I was like, oh god. 
but yeah, it, it's going to be a weird feeling to see what it's like going forward. But, um, you know, they already started to kind of put the company on the right path. They started making moves like right away because like literally the day after they made the announcement that uh, Rio Saito was going to take over the on-screen matchmaker role of uh, the referee Yagi. Uh, he's gonna take he's gonna take that role. He's gonna make uh, matches for the live events, and he's eventually gonna move into an executive role within Dragon Gate whenever his career is done. So they're already making moves to continue on. Because I believe I don't I don't know this for sure, but I know Yoshino had some type of uh, role in uh, management. I don't know what it was exactly. Uh, I don't know if that's the same role they gave the Rio Saito, but it might be. But they've already set up stuff heading in for the future, so they're on the right path. Uh, before we get into no, we'll go ahead and talk about great because I forgot about it. I was like, shit. We started talking about Chasm. I was like, fuck, we should talk about this before. Uh, but great, they had a show over in uh, Shinjuku Face, uh, our favorite venue. We're actually going to run there every show. <laughs> but they had a lot of stuff happen. Like, they had a. Koji Omoto from All Japan, he was there and like he teamed up with Shima and Shirohiro Irie and they beat uh Kasayashi, Dajiro Matsu, and uh Jun Masoka, I think. I I can't pronounce names, leave me alone. Uh but uh the Koji Shima and Irie team won and then like Shima shook Kasayashi's hand and then Koji Omoto grabbed the mic. He's like, Bro, what the fuck is that? Why are you shaking his hand? <laughs> they were just facing him. What's wrong with you? And then uh they set up a match with Koji and like two guys from all Japan versus Minoru Tanaka, Shima, and Kasayashi, the great old guard. Uh, very much looking forward to that on that same show as well. Uh, Kasuma Sakamoto showed up and he beat the brakes off of Samo Watanabe. And he was just like, yo, let's have a singles. So it'll be on that show as well. Uh, Mishika Miyagi got another win. She's starting to get on her ace run, which let's go. I'm ready for it. Uh, she should get one of those long jackets. Every ace needs a long jacket. Uh, but in the backstage comments, she was like, she still wants her singles match with Jero Hashimoto, so they should do that, even though she's not going to win. Uh, I mean, it's no still going to be bro. good, even if even if she loses, but... Hash ain't taking no ills. I don't know what you're talking about, brother. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it'll still be good, so they should definitely do that. I don't care when they do it, just do it. Uh... Hayato Samura and Ryuchi Kawakami, they had their singles match. Uh, Kawakami won, and then he was just like, hey, my offer is still there. I still want to form a tag team. And Tomorrow's like, yeah, sweet, let's form a tag team. So they're a tag team now. And then the main event, uh, El Lindemann and Issei Onitsuka versus Yuizuka and Takanori Ito. Uh, Hayato and Kawakami eventually hit the ring and start beating the brakes off of everybody. Uh, <laughs> Namely, El Lindemann and Issei, and then T-Hawk returned, and he was just like, hey. It was funny, because, like, Hayato's stomping the shit out of Issei in the corner, and T-Hawk gets in the ring, and he's like, okay, I don't care about Lindemann. Let's get over here, Lindemann. <laughs> like, bro, he's also in strong cars. Why don't you go st- stop them? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Uh, but, no, uh, they set up a tag match between Lindemann and T-Hawk versus Tamora and Kawakami. That should be rather good on that same show that uh, all the other stuff is on. Uh, so they're, they're moving fast. They're not letting any chance slip. They're going all, they're going all in. Uh, 
also Issei and Nitsuka and Yuizuka are going to have a singles match too. That should be also good. So they're not wasting no time trying to put out good stuff. Uh, very excited for what the future holds for them. I'm assuming tag titles will be the first thing to come to the company just with all the tag teams forming, which, I mean, I'm fine with. Uh, with the tag matches that they've had, they've been rather good, so I'm fine with that. Uh, now we can get over to Noah. Uh, first, we got the crossover title matches in Hiroshima. Uh, GHC Junior Tag Title Match. Seki Yoshioka and Yuya Susumu challenging Kajima Ohara and Daisuke Harada. I have in my notes here, I am so glad Seki Yoshioka is teaming with Yuya Susumu or this match would have sucked. <laughs> uh, okay. It wasn't as good as Tadasuke and Hao versus um, Yusu, uh, not Yusu, uh, Daisuke Harada and Hajime Ohara, but it was still a pretty good match. Mostly because it was like a Seki Yoshioka handicap match. <laughs> I mean, it, it was really enjoyable to watch. I'm not going to lie. It was just mm-hmm. the decision that was terrible. In my opinion. Nah, you ain't alone. There's like four people who agree with this decision, and I don't agree with most of their decisions. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Sisma and Seki, they want... Well, okay, first, before we get into why we hate this, uh, there was a spot where Ohara just started beating the shit out of Seki. <laughs> like, Seki was hitting him, and Ohara was just eating him. He was just like, whatever. Like, I'm still mad about the full throttle thing. Just started slapping him. I was like, oh. And then, of course, he lost because this sucks. We can't even let O'Hara have a title before we get to his hometown. What is wrong with this company? We were literally, like, two weeks away. You couldn't have waited. Like, almost there. What's wrong with you? Um, But, yeah, Stinger won because, yeah, of course. I mean, I like... Glad for Seki Yoshioka. I'm glad for Seki Yoshioka. You did. glad for you. But I hate this rant. Uh, would not have changed the titles at all. Harada and Ohara was what were going to help this junior tag division be alive again. And yeah, we cut that right off at the legs. Uh, yeah, they really said, like, we need to get these titles back on Stinger immediately. After we had the most talked about junior tag title match in a long time. Okay, sweet. Um... Then it doesn't even matter for Stinger because uh, they got their whole existence obliterated at the Corican because uh, Aleha, Aleha, he pinned Seki Yoshioka and him and Tadasuke challenged and Tadasuke just obliterated both of them and he goes, which one of you are Yoshioka and which one of you are Susumu because neither one of you have personalities. I was like, sweet. <laughs> I was like, he's not wrong. But, you know, let's, let's play nice, Tadasuke. I mean, they they also look suspiciously similar. That is true. <laughs> that is like they've probably, got the same hair. No, he legit and the same probably. Beard. He legit probably doesn't know which one's which. <laughs> he probably doesn't, because I mean, he did point at Susumu and call him Yoshioka, so <laughs> he probably yeah, I mean, does not know. He has no idea who who he's fighting. He just knows that one of them's Susumu and one of them's Yoshioka. Yeah, he's he don't care which. Uh, <laughs> Uh, then we get to the junior title match. This one pissed me off. I don't, I don't talk about this. <laughs> I mean, I, I I got the gist of what happened because uh, I was watching the Olympics. 
And if you've seen my Twitter, you know why. <laughs> I skipped through the match. I didn't feel like sitting through it all. Uh, it was good because Yohei doesn't limit targets, so Hayata's weakness of not being a good worker isn't exposed. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, it was fine. It was a good match. Uh, step down from some of the previous battles, and of course Hayata retained because, yeah. Personally, this was not a good week for me. <laughs> this wasn't either for me. This was actually the worst week in our podcast history. Um, this episode's probably not going to be too long because we hate everything that happened this week. Uh, well, I don't know. We might talk in depth about TJPW and, and one, so we might get our time close. I, I think that was like the only saving grace this week. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, the matches from Kobe World were good, but like as far as booking, TJPW was the only one where I was just like, okay, all this is sweet. Yeah, I knew when KZ didn't win, I was like, you know what, everything's going to go downhill. Yep, it was over. I was like, yeah, you know what. We'll talk about uh, Hayata again here in a minute, but for the reason of he's not retaining in his next defense. Uh, (laughs) There's no chance in hell. Uh, But yeah, uh, Yohei should have won, but it's whatever. Uh, but Yohei has COVID now, so fucking hell. Uh, he was running a fever, so he got a PCR test and it came back positive. Uh, so him, the referee, Junta Miyawaki, Itsushi Katoge, Daisuke Harada, Osawa Ronga, and Ida are all self-isolating. Uh, while the others are waiting on PCR test, Yohei has confirmed, has, has it confirmed. Uh, this is a terrible batch of people to get it. Uh, Yohei has had, I want to say it was lung issues in the past where he had surgery, like no less than like a few years ago. Uh, and he smoked cigarettes, so his lungs are not great. Yeah, no this is really sm- going to suck. <laughs> no sour, he smokes, so his lungs are not great. Itsushi Katoge apparently has asthma, so that's not great. And I think Harada may smoke cigarettes as well, so not great. And the referee's probably an older an older gentleman, so this isn't a great batch of people to get it. I mean, not even just like health reasons, it's not like a batch of people you want to miss on your shows either. Yeah. Uh it was just I watched the cork and they did today and it was sad. Uh not that anything was bad. It was just like a visible sadness in the air. Like it was hard to comprehend. Uh but hopefully the others test negative and Yohei is able to get through it because, yeah, this is not, yeah, it's not the group of people you want to necessarily have. it. Um, and also, like, uh, with Ida, he, you know, he's with Dragon Gate. Dragon Gate was just like, yeah, we're just going to keep him off shows to just to be safe. Uh, but you can't and, blame him. I mean. Yeah, and uh, this won't impact their relationship whatsoever uh president keto of dragon gate was just like we wanted to continue working with noah because uh we wanted our guys to work in companies where the covid protocols are strictly enforced and all that but the thing is even the safest of protocols can lead to a positive test uh there's really no way you can for sure not like for sure stop it you can just do your best that's all uh so yeah, hopefully they all get through that. 
just wanted to get that in while we were talking about Yohei, so we could just knock that out and get into stuff that is less sad. Uh, then we have the main event. Uh, GSC Heavyweight Championship match, Hazushi Sakuraba versus No Michimaru Fuji. I love this. I <laughs> Saku, for his first heavyweight title match, he did good. I want to talk about one spot in particular. Uh, Saku took off his shirt and told Marfuji to chop him, and then he was like, ah, that hurts. Okay, chop my back. <laughs> he turned around and was like, no, <laughs> chop my back. I'm hurt. No. So he chopped his back, and he turned around and did the Mongolian chops to Marfuji. And then at one point, he was waiting for another back chop. Marfuji just stopped and then hook kicked him right in the face. <laughs> uh, this was like the most 1000 IQ brain match I've seen in my life. Uh, but uh, it was really fun. Uh, Sakuraba just adds so much flexibility to the Noah main event scene. Uh, there's a lot of people there who practice MMA, but or have done MMA, but they're not as good as a UFC Hall of Famer. So that's yeah. I mean, it's hard to be on Sakuraba's like level with that sort of fighting. Mm-hmm. But I didn't expect him to win. I just wanted him to have a good outing, and he did. Um, in him, and we're gonna see more singles stuff from him. So I'm very excited. He's like a breath of fresh air that I can't explain. Uh, Mar Fuji, he was bringing it all out. He had the emerald flosion before doing the thing where he just grabs you by the ear and knees you in your head as hard as he can <laughs> and pins him for the three. Um, like I said, th- this this reign for Mar Fuji is very much a reign for him, like where he just wants to do what he wants to do with this reign. Um, which, I mean, that's not a bad thing. Uh, I've enjoyed both of his title defenses, uh, even the match where he won the title, so I'm excited to see what else the future holds for him. Even if he does drop it to the end one victory winner, I don't think that'll be a bad thing. Uh, speaking of end one victory, they announced the blocks. Before I read these blocks, anybody in any type of connection with Pro Wrestling Noah who may or may not be listening to this podcast, why in the blue hell is Okada Kenya not in this tournament? I'm tired. I'm tired. I can't. I can't do this. Do y'all want to go back to being a terrible product? Is that what y'all want to do? do y'all want to go back to being unknown? No. Yeah. You want to. You want to be great in the future. So you know what you do. You put it on the future ace, Ken Yokata, and you let him win the whole tournament. Beat Marufuji. You let him carry you to the Graceland. That's what you let him do. Okay. That. that that's what you're gonna do. Okay. All right. Now I've got that out the way. I'll, I'll complain again, but that's for a different reason. But I, that was my main bone to pick, and I'm mad about it. Uh, especially with Inamora making it last year, and he had, like, no wins either. So what, the, what is wrong with y'all? I hate y'all. Uh, anyway, A block. We have uh, – I, I guess we'll we'll go block, 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 and just talk about it instead of waiting until the end. Uh, so A block, uh, we got Keiji Mudo, Kaito Kiyomiya, Takashi Sugira, and Manabu Soya. I cannot sit through any of these Kaito singles matches, especially not the Muto match. I hated here. God fucking damn it. Uh, I mean, I feel like Kaito's just going to get destroyed. I mean, I love him, but... He should, because I don't want to see him again. Okay. 
Unless this is his like redemption arc from uh, Nasawa just like destroying Listen, him recently. I hope he, I hope Nasawa does it again because they have a singles coming up. I hope he does it again. But uh, I have not enjoyed enjoyed a single single stuff he's done since the Shiozaki match like last year on like January fourth. Literally, him bleeding has been the most interesting thing he's done this whole year. I cannot sit through this Muto match. This is the second worst match I saw all year if El Phantasmo versus Haramu didn't exist. I can't do this. I can't. Like, looking at this whole block, I'd rather see the Muto singles with Sugi and Soya. I can't, I can't, I can't deal with this. But, you know what? For all intents and purposes, all around, pretty good block. Uh, uh, the safe bet would be Muto here, I want to say. Yeah, I feel especially like it's, okay. It's pointing towards Muto. Okay, if it if the A block winner faces the B block winner, yeah, we're gonna have to go Muto because uh, well, let's go ahead and get to the B block, and I'll explain why. Um, B block: Keno, Daiki Inaba, Masaki Mochizuki, and Kazunari Murakami. Uh, I have Kano in this one, so if A block winner faces B block winner, I definitely think Muto will face Kano, and Kano will get a win. I mean, I'd be fine with that if that was the, the outcome. I mean, that's what it seems like it's pointed to for me personally. So I was just like, you know. If, you know, they decided they wanted to have Mochizuki or Inaba win the block, I wouldn't mind it. But it just seems like Kano and Muto being in the semis would make sense. Um, now this block, well, these last two blocks, I think, are way better than the other two. Uh that's no discredit to the other two blocks, but these have a lot of fun matches coming out of them, especially this one. This is probably the strongest block. I don't know how you can top this one. Katsuhiko Nakajima, Kazushi Sakuraba, Masato Tanaka, and Kotaro Suzuki, junior heavyweight representative in N1. Uh, Kotaro made the challenge to Hayata. He was just like, hey, if I'm going to represent the juniors in uh, N1, I'm going to need that belt. So he's about to bust Hayata's ass and then come do N1 victory. I can't wait till he's like holding all the championships. Oh, please, please. God, if there's a God. Uh, I love this vlog. Not just for the Kotaro matches, even though him versus Masato Tanaka, I'm probably looking forward to the most out of this tournament. But Nakajima versus Sakuraba in a single should be very fun. Uh, same thing with Nakajima and Tanaka, Saku Tanaka. All of them should be very good. Uh, I don't think it's. I I think we can say this is the strongest block. I mean, I mean, I agree. I think it's definitely got the most like match of the year contenders like in it. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, who do we think here? Okay. So, when Kotaro came back to Noah, he said one of his dreams was to challenge Marufuji for a singles title. A lot of people don't understand that, but that puts him in a very good position to either win the tournament or go deep in it. But, I could see them doing Nakajima versus Kano in the finals, and I could see Tanaka just winning the block. The only one I don't think has a chance is Sakuraba, 
But other than that, I it's a toss-up. I mean, I think it's a hard to, like, call because it is such a strong block. Yeah. At least with the other ones, we could pick out one person who seems like the definite odds-on favorite. This one, I don't think there is an odds-on favorite. It's just a matter of who's going to advance. Because this, this isn't saying who's going to win the whole tournament. People go like, oh, Nakajima, because he's, cause he's a signed heavyweight or Sakuraba. But this is just for the block, so... Literally anybody can win. I mean, honestly, I'd just like to see Katara Suzuki win the blog. That's what I want as well. I want... If he doesn't win the block, ideally, I want Tanaka to win the double title match with Sagira and go into the tournament as national champion and Katara to get a win over him and set up a shot. But, yeah, I, I'll just go Katara with just because that's how I wanted to go. And the last block that is unrightfully slandered for no reason, Masaki Tamiya, Kazuyuki Fujita, Akatoshi Saito, and Masakatsu Funaki. First of all... First of all, don't slander this block. <laughs> yeah, that... Well, that Second, why isn't Tanaguchi in Saito's spot? I mean, it should be. I don't understand why he's not Unless they got something other planned for Taniguchi. I mean, he is feuding with Kendo Cashin, but I would definitely have had Tani in Saito's spot, especially in this block. But this block is crazy. It's the only other block that I say rivals C block. And the only reason C block gets the upper hand is because Saito's the weakest out of all of them. Because. Uh, you're going to get Fujita versus Funaki, two MMA guys just going at it. We're going to get Masa and Fujita just beating the brakes off of each other. Uh, and then Masa and Funaki are also going to do some grappling on there. And then Masa and Saito. Masa and Saito. So this is a really good block. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it wasn't a block that I expected, but, you know, I like it. And <laughs> uh, this one, it's hard to tell. Because um, other than Saito, I'm fine with anybody from this block winner. I don't mind. Uh, but I think the smart choice would be Masa. I could see if they're doing C block versus D block, them just doing Masa versus Nakajima again uh, for to see who goes to the finals. I mean, if they do it, at least it'll be like a safe ish match. Yeah. To like go uh, with Dude, they're like gonna a... fucking kill each other. It's not safe. True. I mean not in like nonsense, <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah. Because uh, my idea going into N one was they were gonna do Masa versus Nakajima and the winner goes to the finals and faces Kano. I'm still kinda going with that. Uh although for like the three people who hate Kazuki Fujita because he messed up one power bomb, I kinda want him to win. <laughs> uh like Okay, like, bro, you try powerbombing Yoshiki in a more. <laughs> like, you do that, and you fucking come, and I'm just talking belittle you. <laughs> no, First but... Of all, uh, people slagging off uh, Fujita, they're probably built like a stick. <laughs> dude, Fuji- bro, Fujita came out here and died for Noah when he faced Suki, okay? I want to hear it. Uh, 
but yeah, overall, uh, I think I'll go Cano this year. If not Cano, I mean... if not Cano, I'm gonna go Massa. And here is my reasoning: while Cano seems like because he rivals Marafuji, he seems like the best option to beat Marafuji. There's no confirming whoever wins this is going to beat Marafuji. This is Masa's year. He's clicking on all cylinders. Yeah, he's tag champ, but he doesn't have to win the title. He could easily just win this tournament as an establishment to be like, hey, I'm a guy in this heavyweight scene now, so y'all need to realize that I'm a threat for this title. I'm one of the best people in this company, so like, take me seriously. And he could lose to Marafuji, and that'd be no problem. But those are my two. I don't really see it going any other way outside of that. I don't think they run back Nakajima, so. Nah, I, I mean, I can agree. I mean, I think, realistically, I could believe uh, Kano winning. Yeah. But I have this horrible feeling that Muto might win. <laughs> uh, he's not. Actually, Muto, if... Okay, if Kano doesn't make the finals and they do A-Bot versus B-Bot, I can see them running back Muto versus Masa with Masa getting his win back because Muto loves Masa. Uh, Muto's not going to win because they're not going to blow another Marafuji versus uh, Muto match. At least not right now. I'm not saying they won't do it again in the future because Muto's getting his win back. By all means, he's getting his fucking win back, but <laughs> not right now. Uh but yeah, I think Kano and Masa are the safe picks. My really off, like out of nowhere pick would probably be Kotaro. I think that'll be my wild card pick as far as somebody who probably won't win, but definitely could come out of nowhere and just win. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I think it'd be funny if he won. I kind of want him to win because, like, this would def okay. Marfuji's whole thing about this reign is like this reign would be specifically for him. He started off this with facing Sagira, then he faced Sakuraba. Him facing Katara would just make so much sense for this reign. It just would. Uh, so that's why it's my wild card pick. Either way, um, this tournament schedule isn't terrible like every show they're doing there's like four tournament matches on it so we very much might cover it so yeah I mean if they're booking it like TJPW has been doing the Princess Cup then I think that'll yeah, probably uh, be quite watchable what they're doing is uh, so there's two matches from each block because there's four people they only have 16 in it so uh, each night they're doing two blocks having all their matches so I don't know. Yeah, we'll how, probably we'll probably do it. How do you feel about the? Okay, I know two blocks with like ten people standard, but I kind of like this four block setup. No, I agree. I don't know why people were so against it because I feel like it just works out a little bit. It's better. the King of Gate format too. I just really like the four block setup. It just leads to so many possibilities. With yeah, and I, I, I liked like with the, the King of Gate like style with how they did it would like that so i think it works i mean there's no reason to be having like eight people in a 
block. I feel like my biggest thing is with the two per like the two blocks, you run through all your singles matches, and two, you can automatically tell who's going to be on the final night. <laughs> uh, with four blocks, you really can't tell. <laughs> yeah, I think Stardom should start doing that. <laughs> I think they should just run like two shows and call it a day. Let these girls rest. <laughs> uh, but speaking of uh, Joshi, that heads us over to TJPW for, I I think we can call it the best night they've had as far as tournament action goes. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't really like put anything on the first and second round being amazing. Yeah, it's the it's the quarterfinals. You, you know what's crazy? What's what's you know what's crazy? Good matches come from the like quarterfinal round of a tournament in an air-conditioned building, I never would have thought. Like, you know what, never. that's absolutely crazy. Especially given, given them more than 10 minutes as well. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such a wild concept, honestly. Like, the last four matches was like, uh, I don't think it was a full hour, but they got like an hour left of the broadcast, I think. So they got time to work. No, yeah, I mean, whatever they were doing, it worked. I don't think a match went... I don't even think the main event went to 15 minutes. Oh, I don't know. I can't wait to talk about the main event because that was a weird match. <laughs> uh, that, that was really weird. All right, but I'll let you go ahead because I forgot the order of the matches. Yeah, so the first uh, quarterfinal match we had, Maki Ito versus Suzumi, which Maki Ito got fucked up really like early Suzumi beat shit out of her. <laughs> Okay, I said it on Twitter. You might have not been awake because I watched it like two days ago at like twelve o'clock at night my time. Oh yeah, uh, I, was, I was definitely asleep. Uh, I think Suzumi. Okay, I love Suzumi. I think she has a higher ceiling than a lot of the current people in DJPW. Uh, yeah, I see that. Not even character wise, I think like she has a chance to be a stronger worker than a majority of the roster. Especially like, saying because like she debuted in twenty nineteen, I think. Yeah. And there's there's people on the roster that have been doing it a little bit longer than she has, but she seems to be just going a bit far ahead of everybody else. Mm-hmm. Like going into the future, uh, other than like the big four, uh, five, four or five, depending on uh how you want to incorporate Rika and Shoko. Uh, which, I mean, even... I, she could probably be a better worker than Rika. Rika's not crazy. Uh, I think, like, as far as the future goes, other than, like, Yuki Arai, Mariah Mayumi, and Arisu Endu, like, she has the uh, biggest chance of probably being the best worker. <laughs> yeah, especially, like, at the minute. She's certainly one that I can believe when in the Princess of Princess title in the future. within, like, the next couple of years, at least. Oh, yeah. I mean, those, like, four... I think it was four that I just named. I Those would be my next generation of uh, the revolving four, uh, five with, like, Rika, Miyu, Mizuki, Yuka, Shoko. Those would be my... Those would be mine right there. I'll just build it all around them. Because, like, all of them seem like they're getting it right away. Yeah, no, I I agree with that. But uh, this one, they just like they just decided they were just going to be Ishii and Shibata and just beat the fuck out of each other, and I thank them for that. 
Yeah, especially she's, Suzumi. Definitely Suzumi. like the modern modern day Shibata. Oh yeah, for sure. She hates Maki Ito's music. She let her know too. She's <laughs> like, no. She, she like fractures her cheekbone. Yeah, dude. She was Maki like, I Ito's, hate that music. Her cheekbone was coming out of her face, and it was like black from where it was bruised. And Maki Ito still decided to do the flying headbutt. She, she's a menace. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Like when I was watching it. Um, I mean, I, I already knew, like, who had gone for and who won. But when mm-hmm. I was watching it, I saw Maki, like, how long she was grabbing her face. I thought they were going to call off the match. Maki said, nope, I'm going to do a headbutt instead. <laughs> God. Uh, but, of course, Maki was winning here. Uh, she got the win. But, I mean, that this does a lot for Suzumi just to be in the quarterfinals and, like, almost win. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean... I could see her go into the semifinals next year. I could see her just challenging for the international princess title this year or next year. Yeah, I mean, it'd, it'd be another defense for Hikari, but. In that case, I think. Oh, fuck. Mahiro Q, you can't challenge her. Like, next fuck. Damn it. Oh, she like, snapped her entire neck. Yeah. <laughs> Was the next one the horse fight? Uh, what, Miyu and Yuki? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we right, had, this is my um, match of the tournament, guys. Go ahead. This is, we had Miyu with Tanabe versus Yuki Aino. This was definitely, like, the best match of the night, in my opinion. Oh, it, dude, this is my match of the tournament. They, <laughs> bro, they had a horse fight, and then they decided, okay, let's work over body parts. Okay, we're both horses, so let's both work over each other's backs. This, <laughs> I love this match. Psychology, great, fantastic. Uh, like, okay, at first when I saw Miyu getting her back walked over, I was like, okay, she'll probably, like, work over, like, Aino's arm or something. She's like, nope, I'm also going for your back. And I'm like, oh, God. This is that, um, that giant swing that Miyu did on oh, yeah. Yuki, that was insane. When she just, like, lifted it up. Like, held her like a spine buster and just started spinning with her and, like, she didn't even drop her. It's just like Aino fell back and just started spinning. It was crazy. Uh, I hope the she continues that, like, to do Miu, that. The fact that Mir is like, what, five foot two or something, and she's such a unit. <laughs> crazy. She should just continue to do that. Especially, oh my god, she needs to do that to uh, Haruna Neko. Out of rule. No, uh, and, you know, despite it just being a horse fight, they wrestled a lot and did, like, a bunch of good shit here. Uh, I already knew who advanced, so I knew Yuki wasn't going to win. But, like, there was a brief moment where I was just like, did I read the results right? I was half asleep. <laughs> uh, but, you know, me won with her uh, little lift-up big ending move, which I like, so good. Continue to do that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think Mew's got quite a good chance to get into the final in my opinion I think so too I wouldn't be against it it'd probably be this it, it's not the safe route uh, which we'll talk about here in a second but uh, I think they should do it no I agree but anyway uh, the semi main event we had Shoko Nakajima versus Rika Tatsumi I don't know why this match didn't really do it for me. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Which is weird, because I like, I like both of them. 
like, I don't know. It's like Rika wanted to just do her usual match where uh works over the leg, you know, set off for the set off for the figure four, and uh, you know, of course, Shoka wants to you know do a lucha stuff. Uh, I don't know. It just didn't mesh. Just didn't mesh. Uh, that's the best way to describe it. Then there it. was that, that one botch that Shoko did. Usually I don't like bringing up botches, but I feel like yeah. that threw the match off quite a bit when she like she went to jump on the ropes and I think she missed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, like, I feel like that threw off a lot of like... The flow. Yeah. But yeah, it... I don't know. Just didn't, it just didn't mesh. It's not like either are bad because they, they have good matches like all the time, but it's just... Together, they didn't click. Uh, Plus, it was pretty hard to follow from Miu and I know as well, but... Yeah, I'm glad this was not the Cyberfight Festival match. Anyway, uh, Shoko advanced. She had the Dick Togo diving senton. Shouts out Big Dick Togo. You're, bro, you're influenced forever in this business. Uh, so she goes on to face Miu, which that should be fun. Uh yeah, Surpri- that's why I think Miu's gonna make the final. Dude, like, bro, uh, Shoko's just gonna go to fly, and, like, Miu's gonna grab her and spin her around on her finger. So, <laughs> like a basketball, he's gonna curl her up. <laughs> Plus, uh, I feel like Shoko's probably gonna be the next one to go to AEW as well. Oh, yeah, me too. Uh, also, I think she's gonna challenge Ryo Mizunami for the AEW Beyond the Sea uh, singles title. Yeah, and then she should take it to AEW Dark. Oh, for sure, for sure. That's where all the heavy hitters are. They're going to have CM Punk on Dark. Challenging Shoko Nakajima. <laughs> they're going to do that for the Beyond the Sea title. Yeah. <laughs> uh, main event was weird for me, but go ahead. Yeah, so the main event, we had Mizuki versus Miu Yamashita, and I see what you mean by it was weird, because it was just like, these two are arguably two of the best that they've got in the company. But again, to me, it felt like something wasn't clicking. Yeah. I thought they did some cool stuff. Uh, especially Miyu's countless attempts to kill Mizuki. Uh, <laughs> and Mizuki, like, holding her arm while she did the diving foot stomp off the top. Uh, did some cool stuff. It just, I don't know. Just didn't hit. I like both, so it sucks. <laughs> but it <just> didn't hit. <laughs> uh Maybe they were just taking it easy, uh, but I don't know. Something was off. I mean, they're only wrestling in Shinjuku, so I can't blame yeah. them. But yeah, that's what I said. I think they might be holding back because I mean, I know they can do better. Yeah, it was it was just such a weird match. Like again, with similar to the last one, the flow was just off. Like mm-hmm. not a bad match, but I've seen them do better. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. Um, with that being said, uh, Mizuki got the win, and I mean, that was the way to go. Yeah, I feel like the now setting up Mizuki for a three-peat, because she's we'll going to be facing Maki Ito in the semifinals. Well, Maki Ito's an AEW superstar, so I doubt it. Yeah, Maki Ito's going to win, then she's going to go to AEW. She's going to take the Princess of Princess title to AEW. She's gonna. She's gonna face, face Nyla Rose okay. on dark. They're gonna face Malachi Black in like four minutes. <laughs> she's gonna. <laughs> Makito's gonna take her boots off in the middle of the ring. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, Mizuki versus Magi should be fun. Semifinals should be fun. Asha Kong's also going to be on that show. How you don't do Yuki Arai versus Asha Kong on that show. You fumbled the bag. That's okay. We're going to do it. Uh, oh, yeah. They're having Antonio Honda on that show as well. Yeah, that's too true. <laughs> God damn it. To be fair, it does sound like quite a good Corican hole. At least yeah, we got the man Yukio Saint Laurent back in the cut. Yeah, that is true. And we get the triumphant return guy. of Yuka Sakazaki from AEW Dark. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, they should give her the Cody entrance. Yuka Sakazaki is about to get like a 10 minute entrance. She's going to get a promo. This is your, like, you know. I believe in the American dream. <laughs> and I'm just, like, oh my god, I'm fucking out of here. I can't believe it. That was just um, before um, she like beats the life out of Marika Kobashi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, next week, you know, uh, it's a lot of first for us. Uh, well, one, we'll bring back uh, the booking. Uh, we took a took a break because this week was so fucking slam-packed with stuff you wouldn't believe. Uh but we're also gonna oh my god, I can't believe this is actually happening. But we are watching New Japan kinda. I mean, okay. Three matches. So that's Okay. How long <laughs> not do anything to you didn't even let me get to it. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah, yeah but, but the people might think we're watching an entire show with like El Fantasma. Yeah, okay. We're not. No worries. You can listen to that. You can listen to us. That's fine. Um but it's uh, their show that's on the 10th. It's the Tetsuya Naito Vanity Project show. Uh, why is it a Vanity Project? I'll tell you in a bit. But uh, the only undercard tag match we're watching is uh, Togi Makabe, Show and Yo versus uh, Evil Dick Togo and Ghetto. And do you know why? I want to see Dick Togo in a Will hat. In a Will hat. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I'm watching it. Got a problem with it? Come fight me. <laughs> uh, then uh, we get into the Tetsuya Naito booked Vanity Project portion of the show where he booked Yujiro versus Shingo. I don't know what this man did, but he was just like, okay, I'm going to need all these Yujiro singles matches, and you're just going to have to give him a title match too this year. I'm going to need him in G1. You know, was, you know, Naito sees the vision. He, <laughs> truth be told, he probably just hangs out with Yujiro because he doesn't get on social media. Him and Yujiro probably just go drinking. Yujiro doesn't know how to use Twitter, so he just deleted his account. <laughs> uh, but I'm very much looking forward to that. I'm hoping they do a bunch of lariat spots. Uh, and then the main event, him, Naito, that is, you know, he booked this match. Naito, Sonata, and Bushi, they're challenging Ishii, Godo, and based Yoshihashi. Uh, we're, we heard Ishii is good, and we don't believe y'all, so we're going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, then we're gonna watch the Pure J anniversary show at the uh, at Corican. Uh, this was not planned. This uh, there was nothing going on this week that I could picture off the top of my head. Literally, the New Japan thing was something we decided to do just like right before we uh, started the podcast. Yeah, but, plus uh, like the the Ice Ribbon show is not being aired for like another two weeks. Yeah, which we'll still it's we're a big still gonna show. We'll, it. we'll talk about it, but yeah. Uh, I won't be able to avoid spoilers because they'll be everywhere, but we'll we'll definitely talk about it. There's no reason for us not to talk about it. Um uh, especially since uh Fujimoto is gonna hold all the belts by the end of the night. It's gonna be beautiful. 
yeah, she's probably going to challenge for the Fantastice title. She's going to well. she's going to attack Ram and take her spot in the triangle ribbon match. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, yeah, they're holding their anniversary at Corkin, and it looks like quite a nice card. Uh, I can't tell you the whole card, but the two top matches are Leon versus Kaori Onayama and a tag match featuring Kanako Nakamori, uh, Makoto, and Nagusa Nozaki, so we're watching that. <laughs> I think Ayako Saito's in that as well. I believe, I believe yeah, she's teamed with uh, Nakamori. Because yeah, it's so Nozaki it's and, be... it's it's Nozaki and uh, Makoto on the team. Yeah, so yeah, yeah we're watching that. Uh, do I know about PRJ? No, I don't. <laughs> But the main event's Leon and Kari Yonayama, so you can't really go too wrong with that. Yeah, I know. Unless you hate, hate old people. Which, we love old people on this podcast. We had a Kazuki Fujita propaganda segment just a second ago. So, uh, yeah, this is a pro-old guard podcast. So if you don't like the old guard, probably don't listen to us. Well, if you want the young guard to be put over so bad, how about they just make the decision to be better than the old people? How about that? If yeah, they can they do that, have then. Been born earlier. Yeah, maybe they should be good. How about that? <laughs> uh, then, of course, I don't. I believe we talked about it on air. Uh, there's a startup show with a Natsuki Tao versus Io Shirai World of Stardom title match that uh, we are going to watch that we found. We had to double yeah, check to make sure it was accessible. Actually, Asakawa versus uh, Kairi Sane or Kairi let's, Hojo, whatever. Let's go. Let's go. The the uh, card's kind of crazy. So we're going to be talking about Kari Yonayama a lot. Hey, I mean, we do that anyway. Anytime we watch her. <laughs> we just don't get it. She's a meme, but God, is she so damn good. <laughs> I feel bad for the people that only see her as a meme. I feel bad for like people who just started watching Stardom like, last year and this year. Because like, Yonayama is so good. Or they just don't know she freelances. Or doesn't know any other company outside of Stardom because God, she, even still, she is so good. I feel like they just don't know she freelances because that match that she had with Azumi when she was just carry on him and that was really good. Oh yeah. Uh, when Azumi basically bullied her into being normal. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine though. You know it is what it is. Uh, but yeah, Yonihama just doesn't get a lot of love. She literally one of the best. Uh, so that's what we got for next week. Uh, in the meantime, uh, continue to cheer on the old guard against the young guard, and we'll see you next week.